This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club At 22, the Rangers podcast. Since there is no club live on Friday, because I don't know if we've mentioned it, but we are going to Germany on Friday. Uh, we are live tonight with Club Deck Corner, so as always, get involved in the live chat. I am Scott Carney and joining me tonight is Scott Gemmell. Scotia, how's it going, mate? Hi, evening Carney, evening everyone. Um, yeah, it feels like an age since I've been on, to be honest. Um, so I will see how this goes, because you know that way when you... Come back after a wee while, can be a bit rusty, so we'll see how this one goes. Bye, well, good. yeah, well, uh, Ryan, how are you, mate? I'll come back to that in a minute. Ryan, how's it going, mate? I'm fine. I was actually thinking we were logged on there that um, still not quite got the full house yet. Um, I think we've been trying for weeks and weeks here, but um, Scotia, you'll be fine as long as you don't get nervous. Um, He'll be absolutely fine. <laughs> He's not had time to get nervous. He's just done from work. He's not had time. Uh, and also, no. tonight's views should be spectacular because in Scotia's slightly sauced state on a, on Saturday, he was claiming that the views are only up when Scotia's on the podcast. So I'll be interested, be interested to see how tonight goes if that if that indeed comes to fruition. I, I'm interested to see that. But uh, yeah, no Alistair tonight because he's busy. And that's all I know. And that's all he's going to let me believe that I know. Uh, so shameless plug as always for I get into things to support this podcast to reach the next level. You can join the, the YouTube channel for as little as 99p a month. You can also buy the podcast a coffee and join the Coffee by Legend membership via buymeacoffee.com. All the links are in the description for this podcast. And as always, you can donate through the live chat if you wish to do so. There's a super thanks button at the bottom or a super chat button at the bottom. And you can donate while we are live on air. Uh, so before uh, I go any further, um, I need to talk about a bit of sad news. Unfortunately, it was confirmed yesterday by the club that former Rangers uh, player Trevor Francis sadly passed away at the age of 69. A statement on the club website read, all at Rangers Football Club are saddened to hear the passing of a former player, Trevor Francis. The forward, who was signed by Graham Souness in 1987, made 25 appearances for the club. During his time in Glasgow, Francis lifted the League Cup the, uh, in the season 87-88, scoring a penalty in the 5-3 shootout victory over Aberdeen. Starting his career at Birmingham City, Francis made history in 1979 as he became Britain's first £1 million footballer when he moved to Nottingham Forest and went on to score the winner for Forest in the historic European Cup final against Malmo that year. The England international enjoyed an impressive career also featuring for Man City, Sampdoria, Atlanta, Queen's Park Rangers and Sheffield Wednesday. Our thoughts are with his family at this difficult time. Um, everybody here at Club at 22 echoes the club's words and uh, our thoughts are very much with his uh, with his family at this very very sad time. So there is no easy way to move on from that gentleman. So I'm just going to um, transfers. Danilo looks set for his Rangers move. So Rangers have reportedly made a final bid of around six million pounds for Danilo, uh, with reports suggesting it has been accepted and he will be coming to Rangers. He will be coming. He will be coming here to be one of the highest played paid players at the club. I don't think there's really any doubt with reports saying that he's going to double his wage when he arrives here. Uh, he has made it clear that he wants to leave and Rangers look like his preferred choice. Scotia, your thoughts on this initially, mate? Um, €6 million Euros plus add-on seems to be the the, the floating about figure. It's, uh, it's been a while, mate, since we've been floating this kind of money about in the market. Yeah, I mean, you say six million euros. I've heard kind of people saying six million pounds as well. So it does, does seem quite a, a hefty fee. Yeah. Um, this one again, it's similar to Dessers that it seems to have been going on quite a while. Obviously, we put that interest in, and some people thought that it was maybe to kind of smoke out the Dessers bid and get the Dessers bid over the line. But um, it looks like Rangers have been kind of sticking at their guns and wanting to keep going with it. And um, you know, we've all said since the beginning of the transfer window since the end of last season that. 
the, the attacking area was where we needed to improve. And yeah, the Danilo bid looking to be accepted. I think they were holding back um, as well for getting a replacement, signing in themselves um, to replace Danilo. And I believe that that came to fruition. I believe they signed that they've got a Japanese player coming in there potentially um, to get us over the line. But it is an awful lot of money for us. Um, we've not really gone out and spent that much in a while. I think Kent's probably the last... Big, big signing, you could probably say, that we've made. Um, but no, looking forward to this one. I'm quite excited by it. I think with Danilo coming in and with who else has been added to the to the team there, uh, I'm looking quite forward to see how we're going to be going forward in the attacking sense. And obviously we've got glimpses of that in the friendly so far that I know we'll probably come on to. Yes. Um, Ryan, I can't remember the last time you were on, mate, when we were talking about transfers. Did you have you still a chance to speak about Dessers as well since we're on the pod? You had a chance? Yeah, yeah. Apologies, mate. See how organised I am. It's very good. Um, but no, this signing, um, Ryan, I think we are quite right to be pretty excited about this. This is a, a, it's a, is it a statement of intent by the gaffer? Yeah, of course it is a statement of intent by the club. I think that if you don't get excited by signings like this, then you're never going to get excited by signings with Rangers. This is... Rangers are, if you want to say it or not, they're splashing the cash a bit. There is no doubt about it, and I think it's because we have to. We have been scraping about the bargain basement for a bit too long. Eh, from my liking, I understand we're probably still part of the recovery process of what's happened to us. We had to get into the Champions League to get back to the top table and get that kind of the revenue again. But for Rangers to compete, and I don't mean just in Europe, to compete with... That lot over the other side of the city, we do have to spend a bit of money. We've got to bring a bit of quality in. And it looks like we've done it. It looks like we have replaced what we've let go in terms of Ryan Kent and, and Mirelos. And on paper, as a, a caveat that, um, we look as if we spent money well. Uh, Dessers with, I think it was Scotia that first highlighted it to me, was the Europa, was it Europa League, um, Europa Conference League top goal scorer two years ago, I think it was, with Feyenoord, um, Danilo. He's, he's scored himself 12, 15 goals, something like that in Holland. And it looks as if we splashed the cash well on paper. I'm just hoping it comes to fruition and, the, and these guys hit the ground running because they have to. It doesn't matter what the price tag is, whether it's 6 million or 600,000, they have to hit the ground running. But signings like this, Bill will be judged on signings like this, signings like um, Danilo because he has spent that type of money. I think other transfers like maybe Kieran Dowell, if they don't work out, you kind of forgive it because you've not spent money. But because it's such a big transfer, I'll be honest, I didn't see Rangers spending £6 million on on one signing. I didn't see it happening. I think I, I said in the record that if we signed Til, uh, Tillman, then I thought that would probably pretty much a budget gone or a, a large chunk of it. But it's pleasing to see that they're in the market for this type of player because I think it shows intent by the club, by Michael Beale. And it shows that we're, we're ambitious. We're, we don't only want to compete domestically and obviously bring these trophies home, but I think signings like Danilo show that we still want to try and get to this top table and hopefully compete in the Champions League because the scar tissues there from last season, mate, it was very difficult to watch. But hopefully signing players like this, we will be able to make a better account of ourselves in the Champions League this year. Well, here's hoping. Yeah, here's hoping, mate. Um, Scotia, I think Ryan makes a good point there. I think, well, as we always do as fans, we always speculate about how much the transfer kit is going to be. And I, I didn't, I didn't see many kind of four, five, six million pound players being signed. If if there was, there was only going to be one, as Ryan mentioned there. It was the Tillman one we were kind of all looking at. However, it's it's vitally important that the club. Um, the club have backed Bill because it was ev- it was clear as day what needed to happen. We could all see it as fans. We we needed a we needed a a, a rebuild, and it's it, ha- it is becoming a rebuild with the amount of signings that we are making. It's it's becoming very much a rebuild of the squad. But um, it is I think I think it's um, credit to the board for backing um, for for backing Bill the way they have. And I mean, Scotia, we're skint, mate, as I say, with my tongue in my cheek. Yeah, I was, I'm trying to think back there. I think we had this discussion while the season was still ongoing, um, but just the season passed there. I think I'd said maybe something around about the region about £15 million spent on the, the transfer windows incoming. But like Ryan said, that included £5 million of that being for, for Tillman. Um, mm-hmm. So we have spent pretty big. And um, Sharpie, 
117 made a good point earlier there as well that the this is something that we're never going to find out I don't think but there are rumors Kenny going about fairly strong rumors that the the wage that Danilo's going to be on is right up there with the highest earners in the squad currently um, yeah. which is something we can sometimes overlook but the the board going out and doing that because I know we were sticking very rigidly to the Kenny the wage structure pre- with the board previously and obviously you don't want to get that getting too carried away by yourself with that and then running yourself into a problem coming down the line. But like uh, Ryan had said there, to get these players in, you, you can't mess about because the fees that they'll be able to get elsewhere, you know, they're needing them. We just need them to come in and hit the ground running. And I think it would be a very successful signing. Yeah, I can't see... Um... I'm, I'm always the same though as I when I see a new signing but this one as soon as we were linked with him initially and I, I did my homework on him I was like this is a, this is a bit of a player that we, we could be getting our hands on here and I think quite rightly the club have um, well I think Bill is probably stuck to his guns and thought I, I'm going to continue to get my first targets I'm going to continue to push for the people that I want to come into the club and I think, as I say, from reports, Rangers went in before initially, um, final order one and eight, with met in the middle somewhere thereabouts, including add-ons. But Ryan, I think when you when you look at the front line, as as it looks like it's going to be right now, the money that's been spent there has been it's been vital and it's been crucial and it's been required, mate. But like you're looking at you're looking at Lamas, you're looking at Seymour, you're looking at Deshers, you're looking at Danilo, all in this front line, mate. All of a sudden, we start to look like a very different outfit. Aye, it's a complete refresh. Up top is, is exactly what we needed and exactly what we've kind of all dreamt about. I could have been banging the drum for Rangers to do this for probably well over a year now. It's just a bit of freshness up front. I always felt that we were quite... We're all structured by Alfredo Morelos to mm-hmm. feed Alfredo Morelos. Everything had to come off him. If we didn't have him fit, it was kind of a scratch of heads. Let's hope something happens with Kent or, or whoever. Now I feel as if we've got a completely different dimension, more dimensions to us with Sima, Lamas, Tessas, Danilo. I think it's, it's it's completely different. It'll take time for them to take shape and, and, and gel together, but it's exciting. There's no there's no getting away from it. This is what I've been dying for to see with Rangers because we're all the same. We've all went to iBooks and you, you kind of know what football you're going to see. You kind of know what style you're going to see. You're going to see Ryan Kent chopping in and then pass it back the way for a long cross. You're going to see Alfredo Morelos holding the ball up. You're going to Ibex now and you don't know what you're going to see. It's going to, it's, it's completely new dynamics, so it's very exciting. I think just in terms of the uh, Alfredo Morelos, uh, sorry, Alfredo Morelos, um, Danilo transfer, I think Michael Beal, I've criticised him now and again for giving too much information away, but what he said the other day there about the Danilo transfer when he was asked, I think it might have been Stevie Clifford that asked him it, how close is it? And he said, well, we are in for him. But we're in for other strikers as well, so it's only the deal that's getting that's getting um, mentioned in the in the media. I think that was a clever thing to say. I think if Rangers are at the table with Feyenoord and they're saying, Do you know what, we don't need to sign this guy because we're at the table with other strikers. So if we don't sign Danilo, we'll sign someone else. I think it was a clever thing to say by Michael Beale. So I think he should take credit for that and and the club as a whole because they've got this, it looks as if they've got this one over the line and. Um, You've got to pay that. The, the amount of money we paid for him, I think you've got to pay for that for a striker. If you're scoring 15 goals in Europe, you ain't going to get him for one or two million pounds. So, yeah, kudos to the club and Michael Beale for, for getting this one over the line. Yeah, definitely, and I think it kind of justifies Cholak getting allowed to move on as well because he was he was obviously told quite clearly that look, I'm not finished yet. There's going to be more coming in, uh, and it looks like I'm going to spend a significant amount of money on um, another striker. So you can understand why he would he would look to move on. But yeah, as you say, reports suggest it's not. We've not seen him in the scarf above his head yet, but uh, the, the 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 bid has been accepted by all reports, and it looks like he'll be coming a uh, the, the next signing of this window. Um, very very shortly over, I would imagine over the next the next few days. Um, so very much looking forward to to that. Um, it's also be confirmed as uh, Fuentes or how you want to say it. Somebody will try and correct me in the comments, even though every time I read it, it's all I see. Is that his name, Fuentes? Is that right? I've been calling Fuentes, but I could be totally wrong with Cifuentes? that. Cifuentes? Okay, who knows? Somebody's going to try and spell it out in the comments now as well. Oh, by the way, just before I move on, somebody just asked there, where was it? David Todd, did you give Ali's clock back, Ryan? 
<laughs> well, do you know, I gave it, I took, I took the bat, I took the bat out the clock before I gave it back. Hence, why he's not here. Quite right, quite right. Yeah, he's late. He's late because his his clock isn't working. Yeah, that's cracking. Yeah, that made me that made me chuckle. Um, but yeah, so Fuentes, um, Bill um, advised after the game on um, Saturday that the deal is looking likely before the, f- the first game of the season at Kilmarnock. The reports are now that £1 million has been agreed to bring him in this window. Um, Scotia, it's probably not. With the, Fuentes one's been rolling on and on. It's another one that Bill's made massive comment about that he's, he's monitored the player for a few years. And again, it looks like he's another one that's um, up, the, um, up the priority list for him because it's the one that's rolled on probably the longest now I would think it's probably been the longest this one um, but again that's all because the Bosmans would agree and the clubs are just going to go back and forth to try and get them in now look it suits all parties as far as I'm concerned why would you want a player that's leaving and you know he's leaving six months continuing to play for you when he's going to be coming here um, I just don't see the benefit in it at all um, I, so I think the, the deal was the deal looks as if that's going to happen now but anyway I think it's a, a more of a, a question about the the future for us in this window. I say with these two signings, with Danilo and Cifuentes looking likely, um, King is not out as um, long as first feared. Are Rangers done just now? Would you be happy if the the, the business was to end in this window after again touch wood that Cifuentes and Danilo come in? Yeah, quickly just before I answer that uh, on the Cifuentes one, I think obviously it was good that it was agreed or. or had confirmed was it on Friday just past there that it was the Bosman was agreed but I think I think LAFC come up to their mid-season break I don't know if that's just happened or it's going to be in the next week or so someone in the comments might be able to confirm that but I'm sure that's when they come up for the mid-season break so um yeah maybe LAFC were kind of hanging about to get the most out of him while they could I don't know but hopefully that one gets over the line are we done um, for me, the perfect transfer window would involve another um, left-sided left centre-back coming in because I'm still not totally convinced with um, Davies. Um, so I think that one coming in would be really good. And then someone mentioned it in the comments there. I've seen it flash up. Who was it? It's disappeared. But someone had mentioned with um, McCrory going, potentially, do we need another goalkeeper? It's an interesting one. I'm not. I'm not so sure. I think if McCrory does go, then he might just stick with McLaughlin and be the remainder of the year left in his contract. Um, you've got obviously get Kieran Wright in there as, as third choice. Hopefully, I really hope that one doesn't happen. I don't know if you guys have spoke about it often, any time when I've not been on recently. But um, I can understand why McCrory wants to go and play football. It was always a bit of concern for me with Butland coming in, and it's one that I think. If Michael Beale can convince Ross McCrory to stick around, I think that'd be a really, really good bit of business by uh, Michael Beale this this summer, which hopefully he can do. Because yeah, I'd like to I'd like to see that. I don't want us to go back out into the market straight away. So for me, probably priority would just be one more centre half. And like you say, if the Danilo and Sifuentes bids go through, then for me that's a pretty pretty solid transfer window. Um, and it's just a case of then shipping some of the players out. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Ryan, again, if the, I say the window was to close right now, mate, based on what we have, well, be, I mean, the window closes after Cifuentes and uh, Danilo, like they're coming in, the window's to end right now. Would you be too upset with what we've done or do you still think there's more more to be done? Or is it all down to who now leaves? I'll, I'll be honest, we've done... <laughs> it's a hell of a question, that. <laughs> I, I think we've done more business than I, than I thought we'd do. Um, I didn't think we'd spend the money that we spent. It looks as if we brought in a bit of quality. There's a couple of players that excite me. Lammers, any time I see him, excites me. Um, I am finding it very hard to be flatline and just <laughs> not super optimistic because it does excite me. I think the fact that they're not, <laughs> as well, that they're not kind of, nobody's raving about this team yet in friendlies, which I kind of like as well, because after the West Ham game last year, we were going to take the world storm, basically. We did play some brilliant football, but I kind of like the fact that you can see a kind of rawness about this team and maybe not fit and you don't know what you're going to get yet. I kind of like that because it's keep my feet in the ground, but I'll, I'll be honest, I'm delighted with the, the, the business we've done. But obviously, you always want more. You always want more. You're always looking at, right, where else can we strengthen? Do we have right, uh, right back to uh, challenge Tav? Yeah, we're doing Sterling, but he hasn't played yet. Should we get someone else in? Should we get our defender in? 
I'm surprised that Scotia saying he would like a left centre back because I think one of the shining lights in the past three, four, five months is John Sutter. I think he's been he surprised me. He's been fit. He's been brilliant. Um, when any time I've seen him, and it doesn't worry me. If Rangers closed the transfer window now and didn't sign a centre half, I'll be honest. I wouldn't be overly concerned because. Yeah, we conceded stupid goals last year, but it was the goals we didn't. It was the chances we didn't convert, and the goals that we didn't score that cost us last year. So I wouldn't be overly concerned if Rangers didn't sign a centre half. And I'm probably in the minority of that one, but no, I feel that looking on paper just now, Rangers look pretty set up and ready to go. They just need to get the get the formality in of, of fitness and, and sharpness and get gel in now. I am um, I am very happy with the business we've done, mate, so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, WTP has said, um, or Watipa, if that's what you want to be called, um, we have a FECO score, so that's an, another, it's a, it's a point that I, I, I think is pretty important to bring up. There is always moans that Rangers don't do enough to bring through youth and we don't do enough to develop the youth players, etc. We will be stuck in a position now if we do end up with an injury problem within the, um, and again, touch wood, within the, the, the centre-halves in particular, um, then it will be, oh, why didn't he sign somebody else? But then people will say, well, if Echo should be getting a chance because he's looked solid enough. Look, it's been two friendlies. We've seen a, a kind of an appearance from him. I think he's a, a, he looks like a very decent player. I think he looks very comfortable on the ball. Uh, and he's a, a good a good stature, a good size for the for the um for the age um that he is, for the age that he is. So I agree that Suter looks great. I do. I just don't know if he is the left centre half, though. I think that's probably the big question mark. Yeah, I know what Ryan's saying there. Um, and I'd really like Suter. Suter's one of my, my favourite players when he's playing. And I've, I've, I think I remember, if I remember correctly, said when we were going to be signing him from Hearts that I was really wanting it to go through. Obviously, he didn't have the perfect start to the season getting injured against Livingston. Not really featured until the end of the season. But no, Suter's decent enough, but uh, yeah, it's that left-sided thing. You know, it's when we come up in Europe, is he going to deal with that? Potentially play a three at the back in Europe. Obviously, the injury to King maybe isn't as significant as we maybe feared. It's just, I think it's maybe a wee bit of future-proofing in my part to bring in another sort of left-sided centre-back over Davies. Because obviously Balogun's come in there as well. Yufeko has impressed, but it has been Kenny too, Kenny half of games and and the friendlies that we've played and I think when I was looking at Yefeko last season for the B team he was getting played more as a, a left back than he was left centre back. I might be mistaken but when I looked at it that was kind of seemed to be where he was getting played. Um it's one of those ones you don't want to get too carried away with yourself in pre-season friendlies. We were all very guilty and um, Ryan's already mentioned the West Ham game and there's a certain player that we could all get very carried away with. At least I did. Maybe not you, Scott, um, but I did um, there. So you know, let the boy develop uh, at the kind of the level he needs to. Don't not throwing him in because we maybe burnt King out a wee bit last year with him having to come in and play so many important games. Um, no, so that yeah, I get what Ryan's saying about Suter, but for me, I'd feel a wee bit more comfortable. And it's the scar tissue over the the injury situation of Suter. Hmm. Yeah, but I think you've got to you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt so far. I think and hope that he's at the at the level now that he needs to be, and whatever injury problems he has are going to be in the past. And it's a risky take all the time. You can't have fifteen centre half, first team centre half sitting there in case they all get injured. That's not the way football works. But I do think Bill's probably right now between a bit of a rock and a hard place because I do think I personally think for us if Danilo and Sifuentes come in, I think we're at a point where the board will even be saying. Okay, yeah, we can look at potentials, but we need to get we need to get people moving the opposite direction because we can't we can't be starting a season with a, a um, one a spend the way that we have spent a wage bill that will be the size that it is now, especially with Danilo coming in. Things are going to have to be slimmed down, and things are going to have to be slimmed down. And I'm, I have got no doubt in my mind that Rangers are already working on it. Um, but a, a really good window, as I say, so far and. Who would have thought without a sporting director we could have a really good window? I'm just saying, is it necessary? I'm not really 100% sure it is. Different podcast, different conversation, I suppose. In terms of outgoings, um, Kamara and Wright look the top uh, runners to be moving on. I think it's pretty clear that Kamara's 
Going to moving on, he's got options, but I think the favourite is uh, the favourites are Leeds to get his signature, uh, and I think it's important for Kamara to move on um, now because I don't think there's any really play, any real place for him um, within Bill's plans. And Scott Wright, as I say, it looks like he'll be off somewhere. He says he's in talks with that Turkish team. Um, interestingly enough, Ryan. Um, links with Barisic I heard on Hart and Hand today that he's a potential target target for Nottingham Forest now without being biased about it should we be moving Borna on is this something we should be looking at can we afford to lose Borna even if he is going to be the cover for, for Ridvan because Ridvan is, is impressed I think uh, in the first kind of two friendlies anyway yeah I'll, I will take my, my kind of anti-bomber hat off your bomber. <laughs> your hatred glasses off me. <laughs> hatred, hatred would be a strong, strong word. Yeah. I probably yeah. have used that after many old firm games, but we'll not use it at the moment. Mm. Uh, I think it'd be wise business for Rangers to let Borna Barisic go because he's in the last year's contract. I think now is the time to sell with Borna Barisic. I don't think he will be worth more than he is just now uh, while he's at Rangers. And I think... Yilmaz is a left-back now. That's how I feel. I've obviously felt that since last year. But I think he gives us something different. He's, he's He gives a, a different dynamic going forward. Borna gives you the cross. I understand that. But people don't pick up on how many crosses we don't convert. So there's, there are plus and, uh, positives and negatives with Borna Barisic. But in, ter- in terms of moving him on, I think it is time to move him on. If not, if he goes to Nottingham Forest, I think that's a great move for him. I, I've got to say, I think that would be a, yeah, a fantastic move for him. And it would get us money as well, because Borna Barisic an international, so he does play um, for Croatia now and again, gets starts now and again. So I think it would be wise business to just to move him on. I wouldn't be concerned if we didn't sign a, sign a left-back if he left, because Dejon Sterling has said that he plays at right-back or left-back. So I would expect that Rangers have probably got that an eye on that and thinking... If Tav's playing right back and something's wrong with Yilmaz, Dijon Sterling can fill in at left back. So I wouldn't be too concerned about that. And if what Scotia said is correct, that your Fako can play at left back as well, then I think we've got sufficient cover there and I think we can let Barisic go without having to worry too much. Yeah, it's close. I think it. I think it would be agree with Ryan. I think it would be a cracking move for Barisic to go to Forest. I think he would say he's he started a family now. It would kind of set him up for the future with the money that he'd be getting at Forest. That's for sure. And I think, in all honesty, I think it would be good business um, for Rangers to to move him on. As I say, we, we too many times now we've we've seen them. We've had criticism of us letting players enter the last year of their contract and then going for nothing. So, what's your thoughts on um, Borna potentially moving to? Um, uh, Forest, do we do we need do we need a replacement if he does so? No, I wouldn't say so. My my opinion on this has kind of changed over the last couple of months. I think early on, before like the transfer window kicked off and everything, I was like, no, Borna, it's time for him to move on and you know get last year his contract, like Ryan says and stuff. And then there was a point not too long ago, I was like, you know what, it'd maybe just be good to keep him around for cover, but. Like Ryan says, we've got it was after um, Sterling came out and Kenny said himself that you no, know, he prefers playing either the right back or left back position. Obviously, just seeing Yveko playing recently and he looks like he can handle it from what we've seen. But yeah, don't want to get too carried away. And we forget we've got uh, Adam Devine sitting there as well. Whether or not he gets put out on loan, I don't. I don't expect he will, just given some of the other things that are happening around the club. But um, I think we do have sufficient cover there. For the moment, and Yilmaz has looked pretty good um, when yeah. he's featured so far in preseason. I do think it is time to to play Yilmaz as our first choice left back. I couldn't agree more. Edge for going to follow Racy, I definitely will. Um, he said, "Guys, can you wish my dad good luck at the hospital tomorrow? His name's Alec, and he watches every pod and is a season ticket holder on the main stand." Alex, good luck, mate. I hope everything goes well, and I hope you're back fighting fit in no time, mate. So all the best from all of us here at Club at Twenty Two, mate. Really do hope it's uh, a speedy one, a speedy recovery for you. Uh, just before we go any further, it's Ali's favourite time of. Unfortunately, it's time for a word from our sponsors, Manscaped. If you haven't heard already, it's Smooth Sack Summer. When you're playing in the summer sun, which there is not very much of in Scotland, I will agree with you. Uh, but make sure you're scaped from pubes to bum. That's right. This is the summer to keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. The leaders in below the waist grooming are making sure... 
we have a ball this summer by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh. Dive headfirst into Smooth Sack Summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with our code CLUB at 22. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare that summer bod. They have built the ultimate grooming bundle for your summer grooming. Now that you have the perfect haircut, use Manscaped's liquid formulations to keep that freshness. Most importantly, use the Crop Preserver, Scotia's favourite, the Bull Deodorant to stay cool in the heat. With a soaking aloe vera formula, it's the best in the business for below-the-waist freshness. And this clear-drying formula will keep you looking while looking good while smelling good. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code CLUB at 22 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code CLUB at 22 at manscaped.com. It's smooth sack summer, boys. Get on board or get left behind. What will your balls do, lads? They will thank you. Your balls will definitely thank you. Scotia, hold up your wee thing as well that we're getting as well. That'll be next month's promo. They've released a beard trimmer, everybody. No, Look it's at this. Sorry, everyone. They've, they've got a beard, the beard hedger, the beard hedger, so keep your eyes hedger. peeled for that. Yeah, the beard I'll be using hedger. that prior yeah. to going on to the flight to Frankfurt. Yes, I will be using yes. that. Yes. Yeah, the beard hedger. I mean, mine was due to the other today as well, but there was no done, so I didn't get it. Yeah, hopefully I'll get mine tomorrow. But yeah, the beard hedger, that'll be that'll be the promo next next month. Um so yes, thank you, Manscaped, for your continued support. Genuinely, their stuff is class. I'm not just saying it, honestly, their stuff is brilliant. Uh, and if you use um if you use our code, you will be supporting this podcast. And that would be absolutely stellar of you. I would really appreciate that. So, gentlemen, we will move on now to the uh, the Champions League qualifying um, draw, um, and I think somebody just said in the comments as well earlier on that I think Genk are already one nil up. I can't remember where it was. They are. They are. They are one nil up. Because yep. the their first leg is taking place as as we do this podcast, and the first leg will be again. Uh, I say it's going to be against um, Servette or Genk uh, in the third qualif- qualifying round for the UEFA Champions League. First leg will be at Ibrox on the 8th or 9th of August. I don't think it's been confirmed yet. I, I had a look earlier on today and I don't think it's been confirmed. Uh, but the return leg will be the 15th of August. So they are a Swiss team who finished second last season to Young Boys in the Swiss Super League. Genk finished first in the Belgium Pro League. Scotia, any real preference of who you, we play there? I suppose the only benefit in it is um, the travel isn't too bad, but I think it was probably the toughest draws we could have we could have got. Yeah, um, obviously, who would prefer it, Servette or Genk? Probably Servette, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, I don't think that comes as many a big surprise because although you, you say they finished first, you've got to remember how the Belgian Pro League works. They finished first after the regular 34 game season. But they finish second once they do their mad playoff, where the top four play against each other home and away, and they half the points that they made in the thirty-four games previously. Uh, so they fin- I think they finish second behind Anderlecht in terms of how it works for qualification in in Europe. But um, Genk will be quite a, a difficult tie, I would imagine, similar probably to USG last year. Yeah. They all kind of took us probably more by surprise, given you know Genk are probably a better known name than USG were to um, this time last season. Um, so I think you could expect a similar sort of similar sort of game. And obviously USG ended up doing really well um, in the Conference League last year. Um, so it is, a, it is a difficult tie, but listen, it's going to be an even difficulter tie should we make it through um, in the, the playoff round as well uh, with some of the teams that were likely to come up against then. So we need to beat these teams if we want to be at the party with the big boys. That's that's my opinion of as well of it, Ryan. I think it's we need to uh Cammy K, thank you so much. Apologies gonna come up in green. I don't know why he does that, man. I really don't know why he does that. I can't change it, I'm sorry, but thank you for joining the channel, mate. That's very, very much appreciated. Really do appreciate that. And uh thank you, Ray, mate, genuinely. Um it's um it's it's our pleasure, absolutely our pleasure. Um, yeah, I, I'm the same as Scotia, mate. It doesn't not it doesn't matter who we play. Of course it does. We, we could have got an easier tie, yeah. But if you want to be at that table, mate, you're going to need to play some some decent football teams, and if not good football teams, in order to get there. Yeah, you're not gonna. You're not just getting a buy in a Champions League and, and gonna play like some sort of junior team to get there. It's not. It's not happening. Anybody you play will be. Champions or second in their uh, are well placed in their league, so you're going to play some of the quality. I, in terms of who I prefer, I, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know the ins and outs of, of those their leagues. 
I've got I've got my kind of cautious hat on, thinking that obviously you know the the, the team Genk. You think could it be a potential banana skin Belgian league? But then you think to yourself, do you know what? Fashion Sakala and Rabi Matondo did all right in the Belgian league, so it can't be that <laughs> high level of a league. That is where my head's at at the moment. Again, will be there'll be a different there'll be a, a kind of game you're looking forward to. Like I always like these qualifiers as long as it's not a kind of Scandinavian team. See if it's a team that's ten league ten games into their league. Yeah, I am literally you know what myself. I hate it. I just hate the feeling of. They're so much fitter and quicker than us. Genk, I think, I don't know, one game or something, or if that, into the, into the league. So we obviously played Hamburg in a friendly weekend, and I think their league starts on Friday night. So they are kind of ahead of us in terms of their pre-season um, plans. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's games I'm looking forward to, whether it's Servette or, or Genk. It's who I'm looking forward to. But do I fear any of them? No, I don't. I just think Rangers have to be on it, no matter who they play. Um, because yeah, to get to the top table, you're not just going to get a bar. You'll need to beat some quality opposition to get there. Yeah, Scotia, you'll be able to tell me this if this is correct. If we don't win this tie, do we drop into the group stages of Europa League? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Just as he freezes up as well, which was perfect timing. I was like, what? <laughs> what, a time, what a time for that to happen? Uh, no, so that's true. But again, that's not what we're looking at. We all want to. Be, we all want to get the Champions League. That's for sure. So um, it's going to be a tough time and what what. And as I say, even in the the next round, as I mentioned, some of the teams we can come, come up against and. Um, and that round and the playoff round is um, it's going to be an even an even more difficult um, uh, game probably uh, should we get through this one so yeah again another one that I'm looking forward to as I say you know you know the football is very close to being back when the UEFA Champions League qualifiers come around that's what I'm going to say so yeah uh, very very much looking forward to it um, we'll quickly just a wee bit on the friendlies um, before we finish up for tonight um, so Rangers won 2-1 against Hamburg um, on Saturday goal from Sakala and a penalty from James Tavernier were enough to get Rangers the first win of the pre-season and everybody will notice because I've been getting pelters for Slate and Sakala is the artwork today for the YouTube channel so everybody can't kind of criticise me too much I've gave the guys what what, what a gesture, mate. I mean, Sakala's probably watching this now with that smile on me, going, oh, Scott, Scott's yes. turning to me. Scott's turning to me. Uh, so, yeah. He'll, he'll uh, be, see if he scores at the weekend. If he scores at the weekend, he'll have a Scott Carney t-shirt underneath his t-shirt. He will, mate. Scott <laughs> Carney loves me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a peach of a, a peach free kick for the visitors um, late on proved to only be a consolation, really, for them. Scotia, you were at the game. Um, your thoughts on the game overall, mate? Was there anybody in particular that was standing out for you? Yeah, I mean, I really don't try and take too much away from friendlies. For me, it's all about just getting the sharpness up, getting the team, particularly in a, a, a summer transfer window where we've had so many players incoming, getting the team gelling together, seeing how they're playing to, with each other. Because if you look at looked at the starting lineup we put out on, on Saturday there, it probably it was a, almost a second string kind of lineup with a few kind of first team players, you would say, in terms of how we're going to set up come the start of the season. I think of that sort of starting lineup, Hadji again kind of impressed me playing that kind of bit of a deeper role. Surprise, surprise! Was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine that. I don't imagine Hell that. Surprise everyone. me, yeah. Yeah, Red Van obviously as well, and then it, it was more into this kind of second half when you started seeing some of the new guys going on. Sammers, like it's not Sammers, sorry, Lammers. I keep saying that, mate. <laughs> Honestly, I I keep calling them Sammers. I constantly doing it. Uh, no, when Lammers, Lammers impressed me again, I, I can see that he's he looks like he's going to be really good once once he clicks into gear. And then obviously it was pretty decent seeing um, Roof come back on, uh, back in at the fold along with Lawrence as well, getting them in up to speed. Because I think certainly Roof, obviously we've signed all these players that we've spoke about earlier, Lammers, um, Dessers, Sima, looks like Danilo's coming through. I think Roof could still contribute to the team. Going forward, um, so no, it was yeah, it was a friendly. You can't take much away from it. Suter again. I don't know if a lot of the players were swapped about previously when we were talking some of the transfers in, but no, it was a decent run at turnout. You probably, you'd probably say out of all the friendlies we'll play um, this uh, summer, Hamburg were going to probably be the lesser of the opponents, if you know what I mean, in terms of the quality of their team and where where, where they're at. So it was a decent run out and it's just it's getting players integrated in how we're going to play. I think we'll probably we could probably read more in it some of the friendlies, the one coming up tomorrow and the one at the weekend as well. 
Yeah, very much so. We'll come on to that, mate. Um, we'll definitely come on to that. The, Ryan, I think Bill made comment after the game about potentially looking at Dessers, Kamar Roof playing up front with Lammers, Sammers, sorry, um, sitting just sitting just behind they two. Again, I think it's just highlighting the options that we now have of this kind of new look team. And I've said that a million times before, mate. If Kamaru stays fit, he's a fantastic option to have. But I think it's it's great to see him back, and it was also great to see Lawrence coming back into the fold as well. Yeah, I think that the fact the two of them have come through it and they're okay as well is huge. I would like to think that they might get a game tomorrow night and make some sort of appearance tomorrow night. And get minutes in the line, get them regularly playing because both of them, not just uh, um, came out roof. I've seen enough of Tom Lawrence to know that he's a quality player and he'll challenge anyone in that forward uh, position or, or attacking midfield for a, a place in that squad. The quicker he's up to speed, the better. Um, I, I just think we've got so many options now. It really is exciting. It's just keep them fit, keep them playing regular. Just don't anyone get injured and we will be... I'm confident we'll be in a good place, but I agree with Scotia. It is about getting minutes in the legs of these games. Um, the the kind of the performance or the, the result doesn't that never worries me. I've seen so many friendlies that as you guys have, and everybody that's listening has, where you'll beat you can beat Real Madrid or you can lose to an absolute the entity of a team and, and go on and have like a, a, a terrible or a brilliant season, you can just counter it. So never concerned with how friendlies go. It's just about getting minutes in the players' legs and getting them up to speed. But um, yes, we get a look. We're just shaping up well, can't I'm really struggling to not get myself excited because, as you know, I don't get excited about Rangers much. So um, <laughs> it's very, I'm very uncomfortable at the moment, very uncomfortable how confident I'm feeling, how happy I am. So I'm sure something will happen. So some sort of, we'll concede a goal that's terrible and then I'll be able to slate somebody and I'll be a lot more content. So um, as it stands just now, I'm just happy that happy the way things are going. In terms of the friendly, i never seen it in Saturday, guys. Obviously, I was down at Newcastle for the wee man was playing a tournament down there. Less said about that, the better. But oh, I've God. heard um, a few people talking about different performances. Yelmaz was mentioned. Um, who else was mentioned? Uh, Lammers. But one person I did see quite a few people seeing and I was pleased to hear was Kieran Dill. Yeah. Um, what, what, was he, what was he like, Carly? Was he good? Yeah, he's one that I think that's kind of he's flying under the radar in the in the right way in the right way. He's he's very much doing his job, and I think he's he's very aware that obviously Cifuentes looks like he's going to be coming in as well. There's probably a position that they would be battling each other for, but he's he's no shy. He's definitely not shy. I think he's a he's a real. He looks like a steal on a free. He really does. He looks like a steal on a free. I think he's going to fit in here absolutely no problem at all. Um, I'm at that. He was one that I was coming to, mate, generally, because I'm quietly impressed with what I've seen um, from him so far. Uh, Scores again, add on, though. I think he is one that's... He probably does look a good bit of business. I, I say, I know it's only the second... I don't want to get carried away because I was saying Matondo was the best thing I've ever seen last season at this point. So I'm just... But, I mean, Dow, he's not... Um, He's not shy, mate. I think Scottish football might suit him. Yeah, no, I, I like the look of Dill. He did, he got, what's good about him as well is he gives you that balance with being a, a left footer in the midfield yeah. because we, we're, we've not really got any left footers now. So I quite like Dill. And he, what, he was on for just over 45 minutes, wasn't he? I think he came off just at the start of the second half. They made those changes. Yeah. Someone I forgot to mention, actually, Carney. don't know if you come to him. Uh, Bailey Rice, again, he impressed the composure he's got for like the ages. Yeah, I was impressed with him again, once again, because he, he, he held his own as well against Newcastle, eh, Bailey Rice, when he was on um, that game. So, you know, he's continuing to impress me as well. Yeah, 16, that boy is, man. Do you know what I mean? 16. That's the only bit that bothers me is that he is only 16 and there'll be some clubs looking at him. Do you know what I mean? And there'll be an offer made and Rangers kind of say no to it and all that. You've got, you, I don't know about you, but if you kind of got like that Billy Gilmore feel, obviously we Aye. nicked him off a Motherwell, but you've kind of got that fear that someone else comes in higher up that'll take him away. Hopefully not, because... Yeah, I've liked the look at Bailey Rice whenever he's, he's contributed to the first team. Yeah, same mate. Every time I've seen him, I've been impressed by him. I really have. Um, he was another one. I thought he was good. He just looks, 
just looks calm and composed for the age that he is as well. As if he was one of these players that you like, you don't look out of place at all. Do you know what I mean? No, sometimes like it looks a wee bit like I suppose. And again, people voice late me. Sometimes Lowry looks like there's no real place for him when he's playing in the, in amongst and he struggles to settle into a game. Whereas Rice just kind of walks on the pitch and he's already up to kind of game speed. So no, another one that another one I was impressed with. Same as Efeko again. We've mentioned him earlier, and yeah, and I think Red Van's pretty much nailing down the the left hand. Um, the, the left back of the defence, I don't think there's really any doubt it will be him going forward. Um he looks like he looks like he's ready and I think it's t- time that he gets the he gets the chance. Uh, just before we just before we go out here, obviously Olympiacos tomorrow night um before um Hoffenheim on Saturday. So tomorrow night the penultimate pre season friendly of the summer. Um Ryan, what are you expecting from the game? Um a lineup probably more probably pushing more to what we'd like to see at the start of the season. I think, yeah, I think up top, I think he'll, he'll probably think that he's going to start having to get some sort of shape or some sort of... Well, do you know what's funny you say that? Because this new signing that comes in could totally change that. So yeah, you can say that you might want the front three or if if Danilo comes in, I've seen quite a few people saying it and it's not a bad shout. Will he go to up top once Danilo's in? I don't know um, because I do expect Lavins to be that 10. I think he's screaming out as a number 10. So it's going to be interesting to see what the team is like on Wednesday and then on Saturday again because we're getting close now to game time, boys. We're getting close to the real thing, to to Kilmarnock in, in this, this European game. So he does need to think about, yeah, it was, he's played, he's gave Matondo a run out, he's gave Sakala a run out, and he's like a Bailey Rice, players like that. But he does start to have to think, right, I need to get the boys that I'm going to be playing, who I think is going to be my first eleven. Playing regular and ready for this for the business starting, uh, which is a week on Saturday, believe it or not. So, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I kind of expect that to happen, but I'm sitting in the fence because I'm going to say if Danilo comes in, it could totally change how we play up front. So, I would like to think we're going to get we're going to see the players who are going to be starting for Rangers. That's what I'd like to see a bit less of fashion Sakala, I think players like that. <laughs> Don't say things like that, mate. People don't like when you say things like that. Honestly, so I've been getting. Honestly, mate. Honestly, um, Scotia. Yeah, I think uh, maybe not. Well, I would think more so. Hoffenheim. We would be looking. You'd be like to think that the the game that we start, uh, the team that we start with, will be the team that we possibly going to see. I know there's obviously new people coming in, but I still think Sifuentes is probably. The only one that would be at the level because he's still playing football just now, so he would probably be at the level that the rest of the squad are at. So there might not be much of a a dip in him. I mean, there might not be a gap between him and the first team. We don't know where Danilo's at really um, in terms of his fitness, but we need, we, it obviously needs to be assessed if and when he comes in. Or when he comes in, let's be honest. Uh, but I think over these next two games, mate, and it's more so the Hoffenheim game, you want to see what you think the what what Bill has got in his mind of what the starting eleven is going to be. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me tomorrow if you see a, quite a, a, a strong team and a team very similar to how we'll start the season because it is also the last game at Ibrox. So there'll be more, obviously, more Rangers fans at that game watching it and seeing it. I think you'll probably see Suter starting. You'll see Cantwell and Lammers start. You'll probably see Jack come in. I know he wasn't in the squad at all at the weekend there. I imagine you'll, you'll yeah. have a Jack or a Lundstrom starting. And yeah, Dessers will be up, up top, I would imagine. Um yeah, um, for the game on the Saturday as well, and over in Germany. To be honest, I don't even even if Danilo and Sifuentes come in this week, I don't expect to see them start any of those friendlies. Um, maybe Sifuentes at a push, but it would need to get the, that would need to get the, over the line within the next day to yeah. very maximum. Because you you have noticed that obviously Beal he didn't play Dessers, he didn't play Raskin in the game against Newcastle because it came a wee bit soon for them. So I think Bilo maybe maybe stick to his, his guns for that. But I think we'll start to over the next two games we'll start to see a wee bit more of a settled team and potentially see less less substitutions as well that you normally see in the, the early preseason games where it's rolling subs almost the entire game. Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. As I say, I think and it's just crucial we get through the next two games as injury-free as possible, no serious injuries. I know they're always going to be wee knocks and wee bumps and whatever else, but it's just critical that everybody now gets to the level they need to be so we hit the ground running, um, which is only a week Saturday, which is absolutely crazy. Um, so, yes, that will do us for tonight. Um, Scotia, thank you very much for joining me this evening, mate. 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you, listeners. Um, before I go, um, I would just like to say to you guys, enjoy your trip to, to Germany um, to watch us play Hoffenheim. A Hoffenheim that beat Feyenoord 4-2 in a friendly at the weekend as well, I believe. All right. I think All right. something like that. So, um, yeah, enjoy that when it comes around, lads. <laughs> yeah, you will be missed, Scotia. You will be through, missed. Through mate. gritted teeth. I've watched through a know, Germany topped. Tonight, just to celebrate he's leaving. <laughs> I know, mate. I know. I know. Um, I can't lie that I'm not absolutely buzzing for it, mate, and I can't wait. So, um, Ryan, thank you very much for tonight, mate. Danke, 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 Scotia. Um, I missed uh, the Germany top memo. I have a lovely Germany 1991 away top, which is a, well, let's call it a Northern Ireland green, um, but it's a lovely top. Uh, I would have worn it, but it's probably not very staunch. But um, I am very much looking forward to to Friday. But I'm, I'll be honest, boys, I'm just looking forward to Rangers being back, competitive football, Jim Sloan, top man. Top lad. Um, go, go in the last minute there, isn't it? No Vardas is that straight in the back of the net, Jim. Top man. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to Rangers being back, guys. Um, only a couple of friendlies to go, but the, the real stuff feels very close now. And the fact we are signing a couple of players and obviously we're splashing a bit of cash and we're meant to be skinned makes it all a bit more pleasurable. You're very much so, very much so. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Thank you, chat. Um, there won't be a club live on Friday because we are flying out on Friday, so unfortunately there won't be, hence why we're live tonight. So uh, apologies for that, but we've been live every Friday. We will bring you some form of content. I don't, I'm not going to promise what it's going to be because I don't know. We'll just have to cross that bridge when we come to it. But there will be something from Germany. Don't don't be uh, don't be worried about that at all. Um, we will be back with some form of reaction tomorrow night after the game. I'm unfortunately not going tomorrow. Um, and I will uh, I'll bring you a reaction that'll be at least me you can you can listen to uh, we are the people thank you very much me right in there at the death as well um, we've just got two two injury two two injury time goals there lads a new member and a and a and uh, Jim Sloan as always coming in um, so yeah thank you very much mate really do appreciate it so yes um, enjoy the game tomorrow everybody I say we'll speak to you tomorrow after the game uh, so until then we have been oh can you like the video spread to the channel all that kind of stuff tell your mates about us you know the usual stuff all that kind of stuff uh, yeah so we'll be back uh, back tomorrow so we are Club at 22 the Rangers podcast cheers everybody Podcast Network.